0: studying i'm gathering notes i'll actually just put an outline format and make a a message out of it as i study and i think that's what happened with this one so anyway i was kind of debating it between the three and uh, came up with this one and uh and then certain things happened and it's like yeah i think this is the one lord wanted so all right philippians chapter 2 we'll read verses 1 through 11 if there, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye may be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each, let each esteem other better than himself. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness to us, Lord, that we thank you that we can be in your house tonight. And Lord, I just pray that, Lord, these uh, uh, these attending tonight, Lord, and maybe those that are on live streaming it, Lord, that uh, Lord that is being encouraged and helped by the message tonight. Lord, I just pray that uh, Lord that I don't say anything that You don't want me to say. Lord, I just pray that You give me clarity of thought, clarity of speech, and Lord, I just pray that You get honor and glory in all that's said and done uh, here tonight. Lord, we love You. We thank You. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen. So the book of Philippians, uh, Paul's writing writing here. You know, there's there's no real major issues. That Paul is uh, is writing uh, to the church here, in Philippi. Um, But in chapter two, you kind of you start seeing that there's some issue, right? There's a little bit there. You can go back to uh, chapter one, verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit. With one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. So you can see there must be a little bit of disunity happening here, Um, and that's you know, and it seems to be on maybe of a a pride issue, and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Exalted and lifted up is what I titled this. Um, Anywho, um, as I was reading through this uh, account. in chapter 1, it seems like uh, Paul's being accused by some of uh, uh, being a, um, if you will, ai uh, don't know if you know the term, I'm, I'm not, I just totally lost it, a keyboard warrior, if you, if you will, someone that just sits behind on a keyboard and is on forums or writing posts. Uh, they're kind of it seems like they're accusing him of that. And he's like, well, you know what, if I need to uh, 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 come to you, Um, You know what, I may be jumping ahead of myself now that I think about that. That might be when I later point. Um, Yeah, that is here in 2 Corinthians. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians. That's what I want to get to. Uh, We'll come back to Philippians here in a minute. But in 2 Corinthians is where I'm seeing that. If I I got my spot right. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Hopefully, I don't. My voice doesn't fade out. A lot of times, when I start hearing myself, I try to get. I start getting softer and softer, so I'm trying to speak up. Um, uh, dee 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 dee. Let me think here. No, I think it was back in the Philippians, but I'll look back at that in a minute anyway. Um, but I, I think what we're seeing in Philippians here is there's a little bit of a pride issue, um, and folks are. Um, Elevating themselves, uh, if you will. And, you know, that's something that we need to be careful of is lifting ourselves up. All right. Um, a verse in the Second Corinthians that, I, you know, that I've had in thought and then I went back and started reading in context. I'm like, well, it's not exactly um, what I'm thinking of, but I, I think it can still fit. Um, chapter 10, verse 12. For we dare not make ourselves of number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. So essentially what he's talking about um, is the the Judaizers have come in um, and, yeah, this is this chapter I'm thinking of. So Judaizers have come in and accusing Paul, um, you know, that he's, when he's writing his letters, he seems to be a lot stronger what he's saying, but when he's there, he's a lot more graceful, I guess you could say. They're calling him weak, essentially. And these Judaizers are, you know, trying to uh, influence the church here, uh, introducing works in there and and such. And Paul's pretty much blasting them. They're setting themselves up. You know, everybody else needs to compare to our standards, right? That's what they're saying. You know, look what we're doing. You guys all need to compare yourselves to to us. And so they're comparing themselves to themselves. Right? Everything that they're doing, and the Bible talks says they're not wise, and as an application for us, you know that we need to be careful that we don't compare ourselves among us ourselves in here, right just because I'm preaching tonight doesn't make elevate me above anybody else um, and we have to be very careful of that, and I think that's what was happening with at least maybe one individual there in the Church of Philippi uh, there was probably somebody lifting themselves up. Uh, they were going through some suffering and things like that. And I don't, we don't have all the details, but as you read in chapter 2, you start seeing more of that. And, you know, we've got to be very careful with that. John chapter 21, you have uh, Jesus talk, telling Peter, to, you know, he tells him twice to love my lambs, love my sheep, right? And then the next breath, uh, John, uh, Peter's like, well, what's John going to do? And Jesus tells them, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Let's, you know, let's not worry about what other people are doing. We need to be following God, right? We're not going to be comparing, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves among ourselves. And the Bible tells us we're just not wise if we're doing that. Um, I don't think I'm uh, preaching incorrectly when I, you know, use the example of the Judaizers there. Um, That's exactly what they're doing. They're elevating themselves and then saying everybody else should be like me, right? Um, you know, I'm not as bad as Patty Moffitt, um, you know, it's it's not what we need to be doing. So how can we, li- how do we lift ourselves up? You know, by being self-centered, right? It's all about me. I only care what I want. I want my way. I'm going to do what I want. And one one great example of that is maybe gossip, right? Hey, I know something that you don't know, and I'm going to share it with you. Elevates ourselves, makes us feel, feel more proud, Right? Uh, I know something you don't know. Um, you know, and that just causes strife in the church. Uh, when we try to lift ourselves and be above others. You know, in Luke 22, you saw that all the disciples, they were wondering who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. Uh, even, I think it was John and James' brother, or mother, was even asking Jesus to set them on the right hand and on the left hand, right? It's like, you know, they're just... It just causes nothing but problems and headaches when we're trying to elevate ourselves above other people. Um, You know, and sometimes, you know, things happen to us in church and, you know, uh, we may be easily offended by something or, uh, you know, because we're we're trying to lift ourselves up and we have that pride and then something happens to us. You know, we just want to seek revenge, right? Oh, I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to help them out when they're, maybe they're moving. I'm not going to help them out. You know what? I'm just going to leave the church. You know, you may think you're just running away from a problem. Really, it's just revenge. You're just trying to think in yourself, how can I get back at the church? How can I get back at the pastor, right? Um, when it's all about us, that's what our focus is. What? How can I please myself? What makes me feel better? Um, so we don't need to do that. Being self-centered causes that. You know we start condemning others we start looking down on the others like I said I'm not as bad as Patty you know I can't believe she didn't play the, she didn't play the piano as well as I could uh, she definitely play it a whole lot better than I could um I, I couldn't even play twinkle twinkle little stars on that thing um but you know that just makes us feel better about ourselves right when we we can do something better than anybody else uh, when we're condemning them just elevates ourselves um you know, and that's just pride. And we need to be careful with that. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 tells us, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Uh, you know, don't think yourself to be greater than you are. You know, you're gonna, what's going to end up happening is you're going to get a false sense of uh, superiority or even security. You know, I'm secure. You know, here, look where I'm at. You know, the pastor's got me preaching. Right? On Wednesday night, the rest of everybody else is out at camp. You know You know what? The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. The Bible tells us we're going to be deceived. Obadiah 3. You're going to be deceived. You're going to think that everything's great. Uh, Thou that dwellest in the cliffs of the rock, whose habitation is on high. Here I'm safe. I'm I'm up on high. Nobody can get to me. That saith in his heart, right? The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Thou that dwellest in the cliffs of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? That fall is coming. All right, you're going to lift yourself up. What's it saying? Proverbs 16:18. Everybody knows this one, right? Pride goes before destruction, and the haughty spirit before a fall. Alright, We're going to lift ourselves up. And we're going to get knocked down. All right? You know, a lot of times we want to do things for show. You know, we might want to. Hey, I want to. I want to run the bus ministry. You know, I don't like how Brother Martin's doing. I want to do it. That way, everybody sees me. All right? Um, we want to do different things in the church so that we get recognition. Uh, you know, Pastor recognized Mike Moffat's birthday on Sunday night and had everybody bring him get birthday cards and gifts. Boy, he hasn't done that for me. All right. Um, so, you know, we want to do things for show. You might it might be different ministries in the church. We might want to get up here and sing specials just so people can see me. You know, I'd rather sit back there and not be up here preaching sometimes. Uh, I enjoy the study and learning it, but I'm not a preacher. Uh, I do my best. I told Pastor that before. I'll do my best when you, when you ask me to. Um, I don't like being in the limelight. Um, you know, and then when we're in that situation where we're lifting ourselves up and it's all about us, we're not seeing God's will for our life at that time. Um, we're not going to see that there's souls that might be out there that need to be saved from hell. You know, we're not going to have peace and contentment in our life. Um, you know, this life's not about God. It's about ourselves. We're not, we don't care about what God wants in our life. Um, know, I I sit there and think of an example. It may not fit exactly, but you know, Peter, when he walked on the water, which he did, he took his eyes off Christ and he started to sink, right? When we take our eyes off Christ, because we're looking at ourselves, we're going to start falling. We're going to sink. You know, our prayers aren't going to get answered. We're going to allow bitterness to grow in our, in our hearts, um, May give up you know we we may have a downtime and we're in the valley, you know and we're just gonna you know I'm done, and we're gonna just gonna give up down there right because uh, you know we took our eyes off God and sometimes maybe we're down in that valley because we need to get our eyes back on God, but you know you sit down there too long you may just give up and you're stuck now um, and then when we're you know being self-centered you know, we're building up riches. We're thinking about, hey, how can I make money? I'm I'm going to be working, right? I'm like, I can't be at church. i gotta, I got to work. Um, I've got a meeting next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, believe it or not, with our HOA. They're probably going to cut our HOA fees like in half. And they need people to be show up and vote. I'm like, it's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Well, I'll just trust God on that one, right? I mean, it's, I'm not going to worry about the money on that thing. But you know that's the way the world is. You know they're so focused on themselves and how they can gain riches. Um, you know they're not going to do us any good. Um, Luke, Luke chapter twelve. You're all familiar with it. Um, Luke twelve fifteen. And he saith unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in abundance of things which he possesses. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose, uh, shall those things be which thou hast provided. You know, we're going to build up those riches for us. You know, we're going to die and just leave them for somebody else. The um, Bible tells us they can be destroyed or stolen. Um, there in Matthew sixteen six nineteen, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and uh, rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. All right? So, it's not about building up our riches. But when we're self-centered, that's where our thought process is. Um, another spot where we're lifting ourselves up, we want to be puffed up with compliments, right? So like I was mentioned with Mike Mike moffat you know, Pastor praised him, had, had this birthday party. I do appreciate Michael. I'm not trying to uh, mess on I am messing with Patty and Mike. Look at that. I'm messing with the Moffats tonight. Uh, that was not in my intent, Mike or Patty. Uh, I just picked you guys out random. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that one of the, the extensive qualifications of a pastor that Paul wrote to Timothy is not to be a novice, right? Lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into uh, condemnation of the devil. You know, I don't think God would be upset with us if we try to apply the same standards as a pastor in our own lives, right? We're just, I mean, it's a good example to have. There's some some good uh, character traits, godly uh, traits to have. And, you know, if it was good for, uh, Timothy and our pastor not to be a novice, to be lifted up with pride, uh, that has to do with comp- compliments. That's the idea behind that, right? That, uh, uh, you know, someone says, hey, I really appreciate that message. Well, thank you. I, I did my, you know, I tried to really do my best on that one. You like how I wrote that out? You like my points? You know, that's, you know, we don't need to be that way. We're going to be lifted up with uh, compliments. And we're trying to lift ourselves up, and we don't want, we don't want that. You know what? And we could be replaced. You know, I sit there and think about that at work. I had a coworker that left in December, quit. He was probably him and I would do the most work, and he leaves. I'm like, oh goodness, this is gonna be miserable now. Here it is, six months later. He's already replaced. You know, uh, any of us can be replaced. I can be replaced doing the church finances. Uh, I know Greg Jacobs would love to take him back. <clears throat> I think he would leave the church before that happened. Um, but you know, so we can be replaced. Don't puff yourself up; uh, you're replaceable. And then when we're doing that, when we're lifting ourselves up, you know what? We're setting, uh, we're setting, we're we're setting the standard in our life, right? As the devil, the devil becomes our standard. That's exactly what the devil did. right? Isaiah fourteen twelve through fifteen tells us how are. Fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which dost weaken the nations, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. So when we try to lift ourselves up. The devil's our standard. We're comparing ourselves to the devil. Right? In the Air Force, that was my job was repairing calibrations, and we had standards. So if I was calibrating uh, voltage or resistance or capacitance, some type of electronics, uh, I had a standard I had to compare it to, right? And so if you're doing something in your life like that, you're comparing yourself to somebody else, to, to the devil, when you're trying to lift yourself up. Um So what are we supposed to do? You know, we're supposed to humble ourselves, right? Um, And one way to do that, let's look at Romans chapter 7. Another familiar passage. Romans chapter 7, verse 14, we'll read down to 25. I think this is the first time I'm actually going to drink the water. Romans seven fourteen. for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is in that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but to how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not; but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now I, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity. To the law of sin, which is my members. O oh, wretched, wretched man that I am! Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law is the law of sin. Paul recognized completely that, you know, he's got sin, he's got this flesh, he's battling this stuff, and that's exactly how we need to do. We need to recognize in ourselves we're nothing. Right. We're, we're oh wretched man that I am. That's exactly how we need to see ourselves, you know, and a lot of times I, I would think that it's probably the three most difficult words to speak in the English language. I was wrong. Right. Uh, I did something wrong. You may have to go apologize. So, you know, the myth that we've been in error is damaging to our self-image, our self-esteem, uh, hurtful to our ego. Uh, the stubborn insistence and refusal to face that truth about ourselves, uh, you know, when we're wrong, is inherent in all of us. None of us like to admit that we're wrong, that we did something wrong. Um, um, excuse-making is a way of life, the Word, and the Word of God is like a mirror. It reveal, reveals to any one of us uh, where we've failed, um, and that leaves no room for evading the truth by making up excuses. Our pride, therefore, makes it difficult to realign um, with our ideas, our thoughts and processes, you know, uh, that the Bible Bible truth confronts us with. And that's what Paul was talking about right there, in there. You know, he, he, the law shows him that he's a sinner, um, that he's wretched. Um, and so that's what we, our first step is to recognize that, right? Um, it can be a deadly ruling force in directing our will. Uh, it, it may... It may keep you from uh, accepting Christ as a savior. You know, I'm not that bad. You know, there again, comparing yourselves with somebody else. Um, This is the standard which we need to be judging ourselves by, not other people. And so that pride can get in the way, and it may be what exactly sends you to hell. Um, And so don't let that proud heart deceive you in thinking, you know, I'm not a sinner or I'm not as bad as anybody else. Uh, before God, you're absolutely guilty. Um, so don't let that powerful heart keep you from accepting Christ as a Savior. Um, Christ is our standard, right? Uh, Philippians, let's go back to our text, text there, Philippians 2. I didn't really use this as a springboard. We're actually going back to it. Um, I want you to see here. Philippians 2, starting in verse 7. I'm talking about Jesus Christ here, but made himself of no rep- reputation, emptying himself, came void, that's what that re- of no reputation means, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Um, you know, this is the complete opposite of the world. You know, the world seeks ambition, status, they try to elevate themselves, Um, especially some of our political figures uh, absolutely do it, Um, so disgusting at times to sit there and listen to them. Um, But Jesus Christ was our complete example. I mean, he came to serve, um, and and you saw that, I mean, uh, multiple times. And the Bible tells us Matthew twenty twenty eight, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. If you look back in the story of, or the account of when, you know, he is uh, breaking of the bread uh, for them, he's the one serving them, right? They're not serving him. He's the one doing it. Um, so Christ set that example of leaving his riches to, to demonstrate his love to us. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Matthew 11:29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, um, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Um, you know, Christ sets that standard of being meek and lowly to us. Um, I just realized I didn't print out my recent updates, but... You know, he was king of kings and lord of lords. And he put on this human flesh. He humbled himself to put this human flesh on um, to serve us and to die on that cross. I mean, how, how, much, how much bigger of an example do you need, right? Um, that's exactly where we need to be comparing ourselves to. Uh, not each other. Uh, uh, not... The devil, not the world, for sure. Now, I'm not saying that you you can't compare yourselves, you know, especially on some of the good things, right? You look at pastor, you know, how he gets in the word of God and he studies and preaches. Hey, you know, if you want to compare yourself to him and say, you know, I, I want to be like that. I want to get in God's word more. Uh, there might be some great uh, traits. Great piano playing with Patty Moffitt. You want to compare yourself to those traits, There's nothing wrong with that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, But don't try to elevate yourself above another person, right, when we do compare ourselves. So we can definitely take those good traits. Um, You know, I I look at, if you ever watch uh, when we do the Lord's Supper communion, right, uh, Greg being the head deacon, he will give the trays to everybody else first, right? They're not giving it to him. He's the head deacon. I mean, shouldn't we be giving? No, he's serving us so that we serve the church. And then when we come back, the pastor actually serves the deacons and those that are distributing the bread. If you've ever noticed that, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what Jesus Christ did, right? He's serving. um, And that's all of us need to be there. So, um, So we can definitely observe others and get the good traits out of them. We just need to be careful not to... Uh, elevate ourselves and compare uh, ourselves, especially among the bad traits, right, if we will. Um, but be careful, though, too, you know. I mean, just because try not to follow the man, you know, emulate him to a point, but, you know, Psalm 118.8 says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men, right? Uh, the next verse, verse 9, says, put, I think says than to put confidence in princes. Like, they're going to fail us. But if, if if Christ is our standard, the word of God is where we're looking to. If, if you know, Pastor McGovern was to make a mistake, right, we're going to be, we'll be okay because we're, we know what Christ is, right? We recognize he's a man just like we are, right? We're all going to fail and we're not going to uh, just want to just give up and then at that point. Um, so Christ is also our strength, you know. So when we humble ourselves, we're going to get that strength from uh from Christ. We in John 15:5, right? That, you know, he's the, he's the, uh, he's the vine, we are the branches and, you know, we have no strength in ourselves. Everything's going to be, uh, all our strength comes from him. We can do nothing without him. Um, so if we recognize that, we humble ourselves and draw on his strength. Um, Christ will guide us out of those valleys. You know, when we're, you know, we got ourselves down in that valley, like I said, you know, he's going to be there. He's going to pull us out of there if we keep our eyes on him and put us on those mountaintops. And those those struggles and those valleys might come in our life, even when we're looking at, uh, up at Christ. But, you know, we trust Him. that He's got a reason for those. And, you know, we just, we're going to pull through them. Uh, Paul stated later, uh, the latter part of 2 Corinthians 12, 7, for when I am weak, then am I strong. Right? Here he, he's got this thorn in the flesh. And he uh, approached God thrice to remove it. Um, But, you know, God told him that it was there to essentially keep him humble. He knew that. And he recognized that when I'm weak, then, uh, then he can be strong because he's allowing God to work through his life. And when we're allowing ourselves to be humble and weak, we're serving, right? That's when we're strong in Christ. Christ is going to uh, elevate us then at that point. Um, <clears throat> all right, so humbling ourselves when well, we, we can be lifting others up. 1 uh, John four twenty twenty one tells us to love our brothers, right? Uh, when you're gossiping, putting down someone else, you're loving yourself. And you're hating your brother. Uh, it needs to be the opposite. You know, let's, not, let's not gossip. Let's not run someone else down. Uh, let's love them. Let's lift them up. Um, and, and you can see that in, in our text, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Let nothing be done through strife, right? The contentions, the arguments that was, was happening, obviously, here in the church. Or vainglory, puffing, puffing yourself up, uh, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem uh, other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things. Don't look at how you can advance yourself, but every man also on the things of others. How can we help others? Right? And that's, that's the perfect example we need to do. Um, but verse 4 is not telling us to be nosy, maybe. Look not every man unto his own things, but every man also on the things of others. No, it's, it's, it has this idea of not, not lifting ourselves up, but lifting others. Right? And so, when we're serving others and helping others, then uh, that contention that strife's not going to be there um, and there's not going to be any bitterness right when we're when we're caring about other people, not ourselves, when uh, offenses might come, strifes might come, we're just going to brush it off and we're just going to move along and realize that you know christ is is our answer um So the opposite of being self-centered, prideful, looking for the riches that I mentioned earlier, uh, you know that we can learn that there's a better place to store our riches, right? Um, for neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and thieves do not break through and steal. Uh, back there in Matthew 6.20. So when we're humbling ourselves and doing what we're supposed to be doing, we're out soul winning, passing out tracts, leading people to the Lord, well, we're storing those riches up. Right, we're serving in the church uh, in different ministries. You know, we're laying those those treasures up. We're not focused on the money. Uh, not that anything's wrong with saving up for retirement or anything like that, but that's not where our focus is. Our focus should be on serving Christ um, instead of seeking revenge, bickering, or, or even envy in, in the church. You know, God tells us that God giveth grace unto the humble. Um, you know, there's there's going to be times those offenses, like I said, will come. If we're just, we just humble ourselves, recognize, you know what? Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they said something they said maybe, or maybe they were serious on you know they were serious, You know I'm just not going to deal with it, I'm just going to let God handle it. I'm just going to humble myself and uh, move along, keep, try to keep this stripe down. You know John 3:30, um, John says that uh, talking about Christ, he must increase, but I must decrease. You know, he recognized his ministry was decreasing in aspect because Christ is there now. But it, it's, uh, you know, something I think that we can apply to our lives. Um, we've maybe taking it out of context, per se. But, you know, if we decrease ourselves, we're going to increase him. Right? By serving others, we can humble ourselves and, and serve others. And that's increasing him, in, in a sense. So Christ, we're going to let Christ lift us up. So that's the third and last point that I have. Let Christ lift us up. If we humble ourselves, then God can lift us up. He'll exalt us. Um, Matthew twenty three twelve. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. Right? Anybody who lifts himself is going to be brought down. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Uh, you know, being great in God's eyes is having that servant's heart. In due time, understand that, in due time, it may, you know, it may not happen even while you're here, on this earth, you know, he will lift you up. It may not be social or financial standing, uh, but God will magnify uh, humility before others. Others will be able to see it. Um, it it could be a help to others, and God will magnify you through it. Uh, the scribes and Pharisees in Matthew 23 were an example of pride, setting themselves up. Uh, they wanted to be up in the high places, and people saw it. They saw how fake they were, right? They saw the hypocrisy. Um, so let yourself be lowly and let God do the exalting later. Um, James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. 1 Peter 5.5-6 5, 5 Likewise ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you uh, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. That time will come. Right? It may not be riches, it may not be possession uh position uh, but he will exalt you um, you know and you know, you may be here tonight and you're not saved, right uh, we got our regulars here, we got our visitors uh but you, you know you may not be saved, you may be sitting back there thinking you know i I don't know um all you need to do is humble yourselves before God uh in the repenting of your sin and asking Christ to save you. Uh, you know, that act of repenting is a way, is, is humbling, right? You're humbling yourself. You're recognizing the sin that you were. Paul, when we went through Romans chapter 7, he recognized that he was a sinner. He's a, w- a wretched man. Um, as look, looking at an example of, I think on my notes before I printed, I added uh, there in what, Isaiah 6, right? When he uh, got a glimpse of God. And he's, uh, what, what did he say? Oh, uh, oh, woe is me. Or, let me see here. Let me get that. Isaiah 6, I think it is. Yeah, in the year of the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved, and the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You know, if we just get a glimpse of, of God, and we compare ourselves to him, We're going to go, woe is me. All right. Um, So if you're not here, you don't know and trust Christ that you haven't trusted Christ as your savior. You don't know that heaven's your home. Once we uh, once we die, uh, humble yourselves. All right. We're going to have a time of invitation. You can come forward uh, during that time and uh, we can take you to the side and we can share with you. But. Lifting ourselves is simply pride, right? When we lift ourselves up, that's just pride. Pride is giving yourself credit for something that God has accomplished in your life. Uh, pride is taking the glory that belongs to God and God alone um, and giving it to yourself. Um, it's essentially self-worship. You're just worshiping yourself, right? Anything we accomplish in this world uh, would not have been impossible if it weren't for God, right? The air we breathe, the uh the, transportation that he's provided, the job that he's provided, it's all because of him. He's sustaining us. Um, And this is why we should give God the glory, and for he alone deserves it. None of us deserve it. Um, So let's ask yourselves, who's your standard? Is it Satan? Are you comparing yourself uh, to Satan? You may not think you are, but you are, right? If you're trying to lift yourself up, you're essentially doing what Satan did. Um, So that's your standard. Or is it Christ? Christ and His lowliness, His humility, right? Um, are we lifting ourselves up like Lucifer, thinking uh, only of himself? Or are we humbling ourselves before God and serving others? Uh, trying to keep that contention and the strife minimized here in the church uh, so that we can work, uh, so that we can uh, see souls saved here in Anchorage, send more missionaries out, uh, right? Right? Um, we're in this battle, and that's what Philippians two is, is is talking about. They're you know they're suffering, they're being persecuted by Rome, um, but you know you guys got to be unified uh, so that you can uh, continue to uh, fight that battle. Um, so as Christians, if we don't remove that pride from our lives and humbly serve God, God's going to bring us down uh, from our elevated state. We may lift ourselves up, but He's going to definitely bring us down. I definitely think of like uh, in Daniel chapter 4, I think it is King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Boy, he was all lofty. Uh, But God told him what's going to happen to him, and it happened. He's out there eating the grass, wasn't he? Uh, So your pride is going to definitely bring you down. So what are you comparing yourself to tonight, church? Uh, Satan or God? Are you trying to live that humble, lowly life, Um, trying to keep that contention to a minimum? Uh, in the church, um, not elevating yourself above others, comparing yourselves among others, um, comparing ourselves to the proper standard of christ all right let 's pray, Lord, we love you, we thank you for your goodness to us, and Lord, I just pray that this was a help lord I, uh, definitely was a help in my life, Lord as I studied, and uh, Lord, even thirty years ago, or twenty years ago when I initially put this together and then uh, again, uh, recently, and Lord, I thank you for your Word, and Lord, that it's unchanging, and Lord, that it could be a help. And Lord, I just pray that it uh, was a help tonight for the folks here, and I just pray that you get honor and glory. All right, while heads and uh, bow and eyes. Are...